Mostly because I believe Adam said, Mikey, stop talking, stop talking, stop talking. <laughs> you were just going on and on and on. And I'm like, I don't even think he knows what he's saying at this point. <sighs> nope, I had, I, had, I had scotch. Scotchy, scotchy, scotch. <laughs> Good evening, on behalf of Three Sheets Nation, the place where drinks come true, we welcome all of you to the podcast, Three Sheets to the Mouse. We're gathered here tonight around the adult beverages to share a drink, to share a thought, and to share news. We hope you enjoy our story tonight, Erections of Earth. But you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And justice deliciously squared, be Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 177 of Three Sheets of the Mouse. We're the podcast that likes to focus on the adult side of Disney, from parks to movies to dining. We'll cover everything Disney has to offer, including their drinks. I'm Mikey, and tonight I'm joined by two guys that think the temperature outside is too damn high. Tim. Still not as hot as Animal Kingdom. Adam. How you feeling? Hot, hot, hot. Buster Poindexter. <laughs> oh and the only reason I know that's Buster Poindexter is because of the film Scrooged. <laughs> that's a name I haven't heard in forever. Is he still alive? I know. Uh, no. I, default, everybody's dead whenever you ask me that question. <laughs> it's 2020. There's no chance that hell he, Tim's looking it up. I can sit on his glasses. I can see it on his glasses. If he isn't dead, he probably looks like he should be because he's looked I mean, even when he was, like, in his heyday, he did not look well. No. He Except looked like for he his was a heavy drinker. His hair was a wig. Was it a wig? I don't know. It just sounds oh, good. Oh, God. Because, you know, it, it reminds me of Ron Lockwood's hair. It's all, like, just so much. Okay, then, so um, Buster Poindexter was just a persona for that song. The oh. guy's name is actually Dave, David Roger Johansson. He's 70 years old. He's from Staten Island. Yeah, that huh. sounds about right. With that hair, that makes sense. So he was just a persona for only that song, but then he landed an acting gig in Scrooge, mm-hmm. opposite Bill Murray. It was actually for that that album it called Buster Poindexter, yeah. Huh. I'll be damned. He's not real. You know, I, well, I bet Marilyn Manson's not his real name either. No. no it's not. Fuck. I actually have, I actually have his book. Oh, I was waiting for the second book to come out. Straight out of hell, but it wasn't that meatloaf. He's not really a thing anymore, though. When you think no, about because it, he, after that fight with Trent Reznor, he kind of became nobody. I think Trent Reznor had him blacklisted. I think Trent, nah, Trent Reznor goes through like stages, though. Like he's super yeah. popular one minute, and then he just falls well all the Trent way Reznor off. Trent Reznor was Brown's producer. 
And when Marilyn Manson got into the drugs again, Trent told me either stop or he's done, and he didn't stop, so they dropped him. And like the, I think the last album Marilyn Manson tried to put out by himself, and it didn't do anything. It didn't do very well at all. Well, he kept on fucking with his sound too, so yes, yeah. There, yeah, there was a huge difference uh, between Portrait of an American Family, which is my favorite Manson album because that was all actual instruments being played, yeah. and then Antichrist Superstar came out, and it was like it was Nine Inch Nails. I mean, it was it was all yeah. industrial. Well, I mean, in, I in like, Eat Me, Drink Me was, I think, one of the last ones they did, and that was even worse. Yeah, was that the disco we won? No, it was more of ballads on Eat Me, Drink Me. I don't think I listened to that one. I just, I stopped listening a while ago. I mean, even the Smashing Pumpkins tried to go all industrial. Oh, that's because Billy Corgan went nuts. That fucking Batman soundtrack. I still love that picture with him on what? Was it Splash Mountain? It was Splash Mountain, yeah. Have you ever seen that picture? No. Just and I, and I had to look that Splash up. You oh need to God. look that that's up. That's hilarious. <laughs> I will. I'll, be, I'll make sure to look that up. <laughs> All right, well, that was fun topic, guys. Uh, we've got closing <laughs> remarks on this Marilyn Manson episode of Three Sheets of Bass. No, seriously, listen, everybody. Uh, grab grab a fan. Um, <laughs> make yourself a frozen Elsa, and let's talk Disney as adults together because it is, it is warm. We are in the dog days of summer. Um, if you wanted to make yourself an Elsa, it is three ounces of lemonade, half an ounce of Sprite, Half ounce of gin, half ounce of vodka, half ounce of rum. Obviously, a half ounce of blue curacao, so it looks like Elsa. And you know what? Why the hell not throw in a half ounce of tequila? It's basically an electric Long Island. That would make it green, though. It wouldn't make it blue. The lemonade in it would make it green. The, I mean... I don't know. Didn't make it. The pictures it didn't look very greeny. Not all lemonade is yellow. Like authentic lemonade is just mostly cloudy dishwater looking color. Because mm. it's just the lemon juice, and the pulp, and some fiction. Yeah, but most of the time when you think lemonade, you, it's yellow. Oh, you're thinking country time. No, but I mean, if, if, even like most of your lemonades have that little bit of no, yellow to unless it. Unless it's pink lemonade or raspberry, then it would be purple. Purple lemonade. Purple lemonade. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Hang on. I'm scrolling through my notes and apparently I posted the whole fucking webpage that has the the details on what this drink is. And I'm not reading it. Yeah, right. Here, I print recipe. Nah, I pasted it. We're good. Never mind. We're not. It'll be in the show notes, folks, if you're interested. <laughs> Good luck finding the nose. God, it keeps going. I really did paste the whole fucking thing. Why wouldn't you just do blue carousel and Sprite and add some vodka to it? I don't... I, be, I don't know, Adam. Why wouldn't I? I don't have blue curacao or Sprite. Blue well, curacao Sprite either. would kind of make it green, too, because Sprite's kind of yellow. Sprite is clear! Yeah, Sprite oh, is clear. Mellow yellow Mountain Dew is Mellow yellow. yellow is entirely yellow. Yeah. Well, hence the term mellow yellow. Or at least the yellow. It's not mellow. Not the mellow? Not the mellow. She no. called me mellow yellow. yellow. Oh, Wait, this is the uh, yet unheard of musical episode of Three Sheets to the Mouse. <laughs> high School, the musical, the musical, the show, the musical, the high school. <laughs> the podcast. About the musical. The podcast. <laughs> anyway, 
Put it in a mixing glass, add everything, stir, pour in a glass over ice, top with some Sprite, enjoy. Okay, it is, it, uh, it's hot out, so I think this is one of the first times we are all three having a beer, because yeah. yep. when it's hot, a beer just, just works. Yep. So, Adam, what are you drinking? Yours is right. colorful. I, I don't, well, it's in a can, never mind. I think Tim's is in a glass. No, mine's in a can. No, mine's well. in a glass, but oh. um, it's a crowler. It's like okay. a, it's it's okay. like a like barely filtered. It's really good. This is the last one that we have from the Hopkins Farm Brewery that um, our lovely friend Liz brought over to the house. So this is the Stop Work, and it's an Imperial IPA, and it's El Dorado Citra Mosaic and Amarillo hops. And it's not as bitter or tart as a very strong IPA. I, I re- it's actually an IPA. I'm actually really enjoying it. I usually don't like IPAs. But every time I've had an IPA that people said I would like, I usually end up liking them. So, But it's not that overly bitter IBU taste. Oh, that's... It only has 53 IBUs. So that's probably why I like it. Yeah, you gotta, gotta uh, ration the IBUs. Mm-hmm. The Ibu. It just well, it just makes it super bitter when they're well, the higher the number, the bitterer yep. the beer, and it's just I don't like it. Didn't we decide that stands for International Bitter Units? Yes, sure. I think we would discuss that once. <laughs> I don't think that's what it really means, though. But Probably not. That's what we've decided. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we've decided. For the purpose that. of this show, that's what it is. <laughs> Tim, do you have any Ibus? I don't know what the Ibus on this beer is because it's not listed in the can, but it is a Trogues. Haze Charmer Dry Hopped Hazy Pale Ale. Oh, that's a good one. It's, that's the unfiltered one, right? Yeah. I do love hazies. I had one a couple, uh, well, last week, went out for lunch with the wife and uh, got, got me a hazy pale ale. It was nice. But tonight I'm drinking a uh, Arkansas beer, Crystal Lake. Nope. That's what Jason's nope. from. You, you don't. You don't want to drink out of Crystal Lake. I was just no, gonna say. No. <laughs> yeah, that's what Jason no. Voorhees is from. Yeah. Well, yes. Uh, Crystal State Rockhound IPA doesn't tell me anything about the Ebus or really anything about it except it is an India Pale Ale and it's from Lost Forty Brewing Company, which is probably one of the larger craft breweries here in Arkansas. Them and and Core. Uh, it's good. I think this is my fifth one today. Um, oh, boy. Wife's out of town for a couple days, so I've been eating and drinking all of the carbs. <laughs> there were they, pizzas. They the there day. were onion rings. and uh, Cheat week. Yep. Well, at least two, <laughs> two, two or three days. But, yeah, I got, got a new fridge running out here in the, uh, in, in the Devil's Tank garage. Um, it's working. The old one only froze, but the new one actually refrigerates for now dun, so dun, dun. Uh, as, as a refrigerator should i just i just have to uh, refrigerator is gonna refrigerate <laughs> <laughs> anyway let's uh let's cool off a little bit guys it is just damn hot out i'm in the south it's hot you're in the north it's hot and we all know that um animal kingdom is damn hot as as only animal kingdom can be True story. Yeah. I still say they heat the floors in that place. They absolutely. I, you know what? I think some of those trees are fake, and they're just Radiators. radiant propane heaters. Well, I mean, 
you think about where we live in the Northeast, where it's like we have trees. For those of us who've been into our area, we have a lot of trees, but we also have concrete and we have tar, and all that just makes this awful mixture of nasty nonsense. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. While you're standing. <laughs> yeah, you got that. Well, you got to wear them baggy shorts and stand with your legs far apart. You, you know, don't like, want to wear your baggy shorts. You, you nope. just look oh. like you pissed your pants. Because yeah. it's it starts weighing down from the water, and it, it's just not a good look. Oh. Well, I'll I'll keep that in mind if Finn I Travers. if I come visit you guys. It's going to be in the winter. I will not do this in the summer. I would rather be stuck in your house. No, fall is the best time to visit here. Let's fall. Is that after it's or before that, road construction? It's that weekend. It's post-road post construction. It's like they, when they start okay. wrapping it up before the first snowfall on September 3rd. <laughs> and then you have 90s again yeah. on, yeah. on yeah, the 8th. that's happened before. We had a snowstorm in like the beginning of October one year, and then two days later we had 90s. No, it was Halloween. We had like 80 degree weather. Yeah. Like you couldn't wear people, kids couldn't wear their costumes and stuff because it was too damn hot. <laughs> okay, well, this. A, th a, a tender what? vittle? A tender vittle? <laughs> yes. God, is that even still a cat food? <laughs> oh, we watched the new. Well, it's new for 1977. The new Mouseketeers go to Disney World. And they left the commercials in. Wow. And there was a commercial oh, for so dog food. Um, what was it? Something Burger? I can't remember. I just remember it was like. It, was, it, was like it a, came in like a little Sullivane burger looking shapes. Yeah, and I remember giving out dogs this in like in the 80s. And it was like, wow, that's so weird to see these commercials again. But it was cool. We, we let the commercials play and it was amazing. But that watch, is awesome. watch definitely worth a watch. It's definitely worth a watch on Disney Plus. My kids they have watch. the original Death Buckets. My kids will say, what is this? I'll be like, shut up. This is not even my childhood because in 77 I, I wasn't alive. But I am just going to warn three. you, so the songs are uh, pretty bad, yeah, and they get, get trapped in your, in your head. Pooh polka. Those, those are the best songs. Oh, speaking <laughs> of Winnie the Pooh, did you see the video um, someone posted on Facebook? Uh, not in our group, but you're, you're friends with them. Anyway. Of, of Pooh running around in the grass like with a, a bug net, and he was playing lacrosse. Oh, he's butterfly the, hunting. The, well, no, yeah. no, he he was he started playing lacrosse with the guests. Oh, I didn't see that. Like I he would he pick was... up a pretend ball and put in the net and hold it up and then throw it at the guests That's and point awesome. to them to get it and throw it back and he would pretend to catch it. Oh, I didn't see that and part. It was it was it was uh, Mark uh, Barlick. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, sure he's been is. in the parks, yeah, and and yeah, and it was it was with his son. Anyway, I thought, you know what? If you can't go and and meet or get a picture with the characters, at least seeing them romping around somewhere, yeah. just doing what they want to do and stuff, that's almost a that's still a unique experience that you can't normally get. For, for me, that's kind of still better because it's they're pay, playing true that character because you kind of expect to see Pooh doing that in a movie or yeah. In one of his books. I will not be happy until I see Pooh playing Pooh Sticks. You're damn right. <laughs> if we could just get him on that bridge, right, you know, in, in Epcot, and I will, I will, I will, well, I will bring the, my own sticks. the bridge sticks. right by uh, Frontierland going into the hub. Yeah? Yeah? Did they fill that, refill that moat yet? Uh, sure. 
Okay. There you go. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a work order for a while now, Adam. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, um, uh, speaking of it's hot, we thought, hey, let's cool off. And sure, we've done episodes and ev- other podcasts on episodes where you try to find the best place to cool off when you're in a different park and, and stuff like that. But we thought, what if there was just a spot in a park that made you feel like you were cooler kind of i mean not really so we decided to go to animal kingdom and try to put a new land into animal kingdom i say land a new area um that isn't a uh tropical or saharan climate which with the exception of everest is all you really have in, in Animal Kingdom, yeah, I mean there. I mean you got you got the the, the Asia area, which I mean that's where that's where Everest is. But um, there's it's it's that's the only thing that looks even remotely cold is like the top sixty three feet of that uh, <laughs> attraction, and then inside there's there's a Yeti who's frozen. To be honest, technically yeah. he's Disco Yeti. He is. Yeah, he ain't going for now. So, uh, yeah, burn, we're, baby, burn. We're, we're going to Animal burn. Kingdom. We're going to add something to it, which, I mean, let's let's be honest. By the way things look right now, Dino Land may not be long for this land in general, and we've covered that area ad nauseum. Um, I don't know why we keep picking on it, but we have so many times. It's the on worst this area in the park. Mm-hmm. Um, so I with mean, the, uh, the this permanent closure of Primeval Whirl, Primeval Hurl, Traction, the musical, the ride, the musical. Traction, not attraction, traction. <laughs> yeah, it's just an attraction. It is just traction. <laughs> uh, Traction's Magazine, they covered it mm-hmm. on their YouTube channel. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it, you know... We're not really replacing that area. We're, 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 we're dropping this new spot somewhere else. Uh, spoiler alert, I didn't look at the map, so I don't have details on where mine's going. I had to look I didn't at my map. Either. I had to look at the map. Um, mine is strategically I, placed. I'm just going to put mine uh, in the Kilimanjaro Safaris. Whatever. Figure it out. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, let's imagine a new area, a- Animal Kingdom, that's going to look not hot. <laughs> Even though it's probably still going to be fucking <laughs> blazing and you better put your blue blockers on. It's an illusion. Because it's going to be reflective. <laughs> everyone's everyone's going to come out of these lands with fucking snow burns on their face. <laughs> oh, well, hey, peek behind the curtain. Who wants to go first? Who wants to not have their shit stoled? Is the way to put it. Because <laughs> I actually like mine for a change. Well, I mean, I'm not. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not revamping mine, so maybe it's stolen and maybe it isn't. But I have yeah, what I have. If mine's stolen, I'm fucked because I have no backup at all. I briefly built a backup, and then and I'll, we can talk about backups. Uh, I don't got no backups. I got no backups. All right then. Well, I had, back. A, I had uh, a, a few ideas, and then they. I looked, took one look at some of the places that I was choosing, and I'm like, "There's nothing here. Like literally, there's nothing." 
It's a cheap, cheap land to build. <laughs> it's just a lot of, a lot of white paint. <laughs> Maybe some sparklies for the ice, foam. you know. Yeah, yeah. Put a snack wagon out there. Boom. Okay, Tim. Snow cone stand. There, that's Snow it, right there. God, those don't eat the yellow ones. <laughs> They're lemon. That's sure. right. It's mellow yellow, Tim. Damn it. Haven't you seen? Monsters Inc. Yes, it's not yellow. Uh, it goes back to Frank Zappa. Don't eat the yellow snow. You I know him. This is a Disney show, so I was trying to make oh. it a Disney. Oh, oh, oh! Now it's a Disney Disney. show. We started with Marilyn Manson. That's fine. Marilyn Manson. But I mentioned Reznor. Frank Zappa, Buckster, and that's crossing the Buckster line. Poindexter. Well, this, see, this, we got this, it on this, track <laughs> because we talked about Billy Corgan being on a Disney ride, and it was True. Thunder Mountain, by the way, not Splash. Oh, okay. Oh, well, okay. All right then, Tim. All right. Where are you taking me? All right, so my land is going to go kind of in between Western Way and Asia. There's like a spot of land that's still there that's not occupied by uh, backstage buildings or anything. So welcome to Pacifica, a showcase of the wonders that are the Pacific Northwest. Ooh. Did I steal your planes? Yet? No, no. <laughs> okay, good. Well, he there's cheated. no planes in here. That's all I'm gonna say. He cheated. <laughs> You'll see. You'll see. You ain't cheating. You ain't cheating. <laughs> so, walking off a path of Asia, you're greeted by towering totems of the Tlingit tribe, carved canoes, and wooden statues of the animals of the Pacific Northwest. Several shops dot the land and showcase authentic wares by native artisans. Snack carts sell chocolate-dipped cherries, apple chips, and trail mixes. We've got a brew pub called 49th, as in the 49th state. So just out of curiosity, Tim, would it be the same artist who we got our little knife from? It can be. Okay, it's just curious. <laughs> you know, when we're in Alaska, yep. that's fine. On a cruise. Yep. So a brew pub will offer the best beers for. Wait, hey, it's good. It's good. You, you need to keep going because I'm taking it all from my trip. <laughs> I knew I knew one of you would. That's why I decided I'm not going. I'm not even going to try to get up. I just need to know if there's region. a wedding at some point that no, we're going to be no on wedding, the no Disney Channel. <laughs> I mean, if there's no wedding that we're going to be on nope. an actual TV show, then what's the point nope. of all this? <laughs> if, Every guest gets the photo bomb a wedding. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> so this brewery is gonna showcase beers from Alaskan Brewing Company, Skagway Brewing Company. Would have the Spruce Tip beer, which is very good, <laughs> and even Granville Island Brewing from Vancouver. <laughs> Adam has so much contempt on uh -huh. his face right now. I can hear it. He's not making a sound. Oh, I can see it. What? what uh, who said something about? I think it was Maria who said something about my eye rolling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, it was me because I can hear it. <laughs> so our it's main restaurant worse. is going to be Spruce Lake Lodge, and it's a covered outdoor restaurant offering a salmon bake with such fare as grilled salmon, beer battered cod, prime rib, mac and cheese. You know, beans, salad, fresh baked rolls, and of course, for dessert, we have baked Alaska and wild berry cobbler. Our kids' area is going to be Klondike Falls. And it's going to have zip lining, a climbing zone, and a creek to pan for gold. Do you have to be a kid? No, because you don't have to be a kid to do the dino dig. Because I'm panning for gold. 
Unfortunately, it's pyrite, so just... I'm panning for pyrite. Or just, I don't or just spray paint the gravel. <laughs> for entertainment, we have the, the Nipi stage, which is going to showcase Inuit drum dances and storytelling from Native people. Our first attraction is called Eagle Passage. And it's an av- a walk-through aviary. We have uh, woodpeckers, hummingbirds, great blue herons, cormorants, and then a birds of prey section with bald eagles, golden eagles, peregrine falcons, snowy owls, and horn owls. So are the eagles going to be able to fly around? No. Oh. It's Disney. I don't rescued. think you can... Yeah, you can't really have flyable eagles in a zoo. No. I don't think. I know every time I've seen them, they've just been kind of walking around like, I'm an eagle, (laughs) ho-hum. Do they actually say ho-hum? They do. They say ho-hum. Are they your eagles? They are. They are. They're for someone to pin the fucking feathers on the eagles so they can fly the the hell away from here, man. I'm an eagle. Why am I in this zoo? I should be nesting in the bluffs. Oh, wait. That's right. Some asshat shot me while they were duck hunting. Yeah, I think all... Eagles in captivity are hurt in some way and they can't be released to the wild because I think it's yep. illegal mm-hmm. to keep them in captivity. So we're going to throw another safari in Animal Kingdom because why not? And it's going to be Unimog Adventures. You're going to board a, a Mercedes Unimog. My cousin's a Unimog. <laughs> but there's that's a not Unitard. What we call them. Oh, <laughs> that's right. I got two cousins. One's a Unimog and one's a Unitard. They're both unis. They're both unis. Is this the thing that we were on? Yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, Why not? yeah, yeah. Tim just said, ooh, what was our itinerary? Click, 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 click. But we didn't uh, take it on a safari. C, we drove it to ziplining. Control V. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> Animal Kingdom, brought to you by Adventures by Disney. Sure. Brought to you by Disney Cruise Line. <laughs> Why the hell not? We had fun. It was my favorite vacation, so why not bring it closer to home? True. So, you're gonna, we're going to board a Mercedes Unimog and go on an adventure through the tepid rainforest. We'll see cougars and lynx, gray wolves and foxes, which we never saw any of these things in Alaska, by the way, so I'm adding. See? I'm adding. <laughs> black and brown bears, fishers, raccoons. Wait, we didn't see black and brown bears? We never saw any brown bears. We saw black bears, not brown bears. Mm-hmm. See, I'm hungry. I thought he said blackened brown bears. I'm thinking, is that a Cajun dish? No, it's actually brought to you by um, I'm not Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Metallica? Yes. Metallica. Okay. Well, they, <laughs> they just play, they play rock music while yeah, they're they play, yes. cooking it. Yes. Yeah. They play rock music at them until they're blackened. Until they, <laughs> until they taste horrible. <laughs> so now you forgot where I was now. Because you keep getting interrupted. <laughs> Black and brown bears. Okay, fishers, raccoons, wolverines, skunk, beaver, badgers, and river otters. And then we'll have bison, elk, moose, caribou, black-tailed deer, mountain goats, and bighorn sheep. Now, this is where I, I put all my energy in is our star attraction, our e-ticket attraction. And that's called Orca Spirit, the search for J-Pod. So you walk into the show building of... The e-ticket attraction, and you're greeted with a chill in the air as you queue past life-size dioramas of buildings of a sea town on your way to a dock where your boat awaits. A local scientist from 
The Center for Whale Research explains your mission is to locate J-Pod, one of the resident orca pods in the southern Pacific Northwest. J-Pod went silent after one of its most recognizable members and the first orca to be entered into the photo identification catalog created by the Center for Whale Research went missing. Is his name Willie? No, it's not Willie. <laughs> All I can think of is a whale says, Bravo 6 going dark. <laughs> when he goes because it was silent. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Don't be done. We have to pick yours apart because ours are awful. <laughs> this is true. Adam was done last week. <laughs> <laughs> he just cracked open another beer. I have to because you guys drive me to drink. <laughs> I'm sorry we said his gun's silent and all I can think of is the Call of Duty. And all I'm thinking is a Michael Jackson song, so... This won't be the first time that song's been dropped in an episode. I'm just saying, guys. Last time, Tim sang along to it. <laughs> And that was some of the best editing I've done. I wouldn't know. I don't listen. Oh, well, you you were. All right, all right, Kiko, carry on. <laughs> so 60-year-old R1, or Ruffles as he was named because of his unique six-foot-tall ruffle dorsal fin, went missing in 2010 and was declared deceased in 2011. So we're going to use a version of Lucasfilm stagecraft technology that they just created for Mandalorian. To embark on a 4D oceanic expedition will you witness pods of dolphins, dolls, porpoises, gray whales, and humpback whales while bald eagles fly overhead in your search for J-Pod. At the end of the ride, J-Pod is located as you spot its 100-year-old matriarch named Granny and what appears to be an offspring of ruffles with a smaller version of his ruffled dorsal fin. And that's the end of the ride. I don't want to do mine now. <laughs> you have to now, so I can fucking heckle the shit out of you for the whole your whole you presentation. You don't have to heckle mine. Mine's awful. Is 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 Ruffles' uh, grandson named Wavy? No, he ridges. has ridges. Ridges. <laughs> ridges. Yeah, gonna... Ruff... That's right, because Ruffles had ridges. ridges. <laughs> <laughs> Three seats to mouse. Brought to you by Lay's. <laughs> <laughs> and really bad singing. <laughs> hey, uh... actually, we're more of an Uts show, not not. Yeah, true. What's our pretzel brand? Why do we eat? You know, dots, dots, dots. <laughs> dots. All right. So, what else can we experience in Alaska Light? That's it. I'm done. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm asking, are you planning um, for, like, uh, you're going to bring in a bunch of, like, redwoods or, like, simulate redwoods to give it that whole northwest feel? We have to be simulated redwoods. I don't think real redwoods are growing in fucking South Florida or Central Florida. You, I mean, you could probably get some conifers and then some simulated ones yeah. and, and yeah. a lot of ferns, a lot of ferns. Yeah, and some um, devil's club. And, I mean, Alaska is known... Alaska is a rainforest. It's a tepid rainforest. Like the the, uh, the parts that we went through were rainforests. You got any character meets there? Pioneer Mickey? No, he's in Fort Wilderness. 
We don't well, need, we but don't but if but I, if I recall on the Alaskan cruise, you can go to what is it? Is it Liars? Something. Friar Snook? No, no, no. no. There, there is uh, on some cruises that go to Alaska. There is a uh, like a little encampment, and it and it's called Liars something. I've dub, I've I've been drinking. Oh, I don't think we did they, that. Uh, yeah, they have um, the Fab Five is there, but they're decked out in like coonskin caps and flannel and stuff like that. They were on the ship. Okay. In different. Like cold weather gear. Yeah, they were in cold weather gear. Like Minnie was dressed up in like all fur and it was hand cool. I'm gonna Liarsville. Lose. I guess I was overthinking it. The Liarsville Gold Rush Trail Camp and Salmon Bake. So that's that's uh yeah, that's not what we did. Yeah. We did a yeah. salmon bake, but we didn't do that one. We did the adult one. You can do the salmon bake in Animal Kingdom now with Tim's. Okay, well you know what, Adam? I'll do you a solid, and I'll go next. Oh, thanks. That way, Tim can fire most of his shots at me before we get to you. Great. All right. Yeah. All right, Tim. (laughs) Get ready. Because for my land at Animal Kingdom, uh, I just went big. We're going to Antarctica. It's cold. It is. I'm wanting to see where you're going with this because nope. I looked at yeah, Antarctica like and then there. I changed my mind. <laughs> well, we're going to be headed to uh, the Ross Island Research Facility, which there is an actual research facility on Ross Island in Antarctica, but it's called uh, McMurdo Station. And this area is going to be uh, kind of modeled after McMurdo Station. It's on the northern coast of Antarctica. Um, there are actually, actually, there are three year-round stations down there, and McMurdo has like the busiest economy and uh, the most uh, diverse, you know, um, grouping of uh, workers, civilian and military from around the world that come there, and scientists and stuff like that. So I'm thinking, you get into this area and you get to walk where the ground goes from being dirt, and then you, it goes from having snowbanks built up, and you've got mud from where the ice melt has happened or the snow melts happened and uh, dark oil slick spots because tractors, snowmobiles uh, leave ruts and the occasional airplane or uh, civilian flown helicopter uh, comes in and lands and you can see where all that has happened. That's just part of building this store. They're not helicopters are landing but you can see where they land like a little helipad kind of thing, Adam. I see you looking at me funny. What's no, up? there are no civilians in Antarctica. Uh, yes, there are. Actuals of not scientists. They're all scientists. Not yeah, all usually, of them. There are you, civilians my... that help run the stuff when it during the winter you have the the majority of everybody in Antarctica Antarctica leaves and most of what is, is done is done by civilians. Who kinda handle just making sure everything is still working so when the summer research Rolls through again. They're still scientists. There, there are some, but but a lot of like the day to day stuff is done by civilians. But like this is a small town, so you're not having scientists handle, you know, the post office. There's no post office. There, there's like a mail clerk. No, I I McMurdo has that, as well as the other two stations. Which town is this because wait it's, which con- which country owns this uh this is us actually 
Chile has sure? one. This is the United States. This is one of the three United States. Uni United States doesn't own any part of Antarctica. It's this is oh my Jesus. This is why I fucking didn't choose Antarctica because I ran into all these fucking roadblocks when I was researching it, and I'm like, oh fuck me, this is a pain in the ass. It's chilly. It's chilly. Denmark. Is an understatement. Oh, I meant temperature wise. It was Chile, it was Denmark, it was all these other countries. It, we don't have any claim to any land in Antarctica. Okay, well, I mean, that... I'll go ahead and concede that specific thing there. Uh, the McMurdo Station is a United States Antarctic Research Station on the southern tip of Ross Island, which is in the New Zealand-claimed Ross Dependency. So New Zealand claimed it, the U.S. has a station there. Right, so therefore it's not really U.S. territory. Okay... No, I was just curious because I got confused. Like, researching Antarctica, I had to stop because I started confusing. My I went down too many rabbit holes and got myself confused. Well, I'm building McMurdo Station-ish light. Tim has Alaska light. I have McMurdo light. They're both bad beers. Basically, uh, the actual McMurdo Station is a lot of, you know, steel building and Connex uh office spaces that have been built up and stuff like that and that's kind of what i expect this to look like and what you're going to have in these buildings that look like temporary shelters you're going to have different educational opportunities and uh some animal interaction with some penguins and some seals and um Ar arctic terns if, if you know we can get it cold enough in there which i think we can it's disney What's magic arctic turn um bird oh okay no, I just really didn't know. Like an Arctic being... seagull. Okay. I guess. Like Only the I one, though, did... not a flock. Oh, damn. How about a murder? No. No murders of crows. No murder. No, no murders of turns. <laughs> um, you'll also have, uh, you know, these different cast members that are knowledgeable in the different um, studies that go on in the Antarctic. Uh, so they'll have... Uh, be, they'll be able to just share with you, you know, details of their fields of study when you go to these different areas, whether it's geology or biology or climatology, oceanography, even astronomy. They have got a telescope on the South Pole. Is it radio? Yes, it doesn't take it? pictures. Okay. But it's a third generation. Anyway, I, I looked it up. I was hoping it took pictures. It don't, so you won't find a telescope uh in, in in my Antarctic land. <laughs> no, I was just like that was just an actual curiosity. Yeah, no, I, I was I was surprised <laughs> myself. Um, but yeah, it's it's just radio. Uh, anyway, you'll have all of this, and and they each will going to have their own like you know station and display area. Um, you're going to see this large cargo ship with like this simulated um, ocean, you know, ice beach whatever you call it, where they harbor harbor an ice harbor um and it's kind of built up to hide the show building that's behind it and, and you you access this cargo ship via a gangway that crosses the water um you go inside and you can find the land's only attraction as well as you can find bathrooms and the quick service location so speaking of the attraction i have the attraction called deep freeze and you actually enter this by um, <clears throat> boarding the large, a large ship, which would be the cargo ship known as the Southern Horizon. Uh, you'll queue through the ship's interior, and pre-show will take place on a simulation of the ship's deck, 
with uh, video screens and a little bit of, uh, you know, a, a little bit of tilt this way and that to kind of simulate, you know, being out on, on the water. And you'll see icebergs in the distance and you'll have them explain to you that, I, this sounds a lot like Tim's, you're going to check on a breeding <laughs> population of leopard seals. I, huh. I, realistically, you can't even be mad because this is what you did on the dinosaur ride. You're going to look at this dinosaur, you know. So we're, you, 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 you go to you go to flight of passage. You're going to check out these other banshees. So it's it's a theme. We're just going to go with it. But you know, do you have a weird scientist telling you weird things to do and not do. I, I, I no. Move around a bit. No, I don't. I don't. I didn't. I don't have any of that. <clears throat> now is. Much like Tim, this is where I spent the bulk of my energy on uh, designing this ride instead of just giving you guys a theme and letting you run with it. So what happens is uh, when, when you board this big ship and uh, you're explained about the leopard seals and the actual ride will use basically um, circle vision but with the same type of tech that Epic uses in Smuggler's Run. So everything's going to be in a game engine and generated on the fly and rendered in real time in this theater that has um, actually, if you look down, it's got about 18 inches of water in the bottom of it as you uh, board your, uh, your, uh, your ride vehicle. Um, which is basically this uh, modified Zodiac boat, one of those inflatable boats, but it's, it's a lot wider, so it can accommodate 18 people per vehicle. Uh, but you got this circle vision screen all the way around you, and as the vehicle simulates pulling away and turning away from the door you walked out of, uh, if you turn around and look back again, that door closes, and it's replaced with basically another panel of what would be the circle vision. And it kind of just kind of blends in seamlessly with what would be just the normal front of the boat and you're, and you're driving away from it. So you pull away from the boat. Um, you can't look over the side holes of it because you're put just far enough inside. You can't look over and see straight down so it doesn't, you know, break the illusion. So you feel like you're still in the water and on the water. And as you're zipping across, it's going to bounce and bounce and bounce. And you'll have sprays shot up from, from underneath. Uh, but you travel underneath a glacial arch so you'll see it all the way around you and above you as you pass underneath it i don't want to say i'm using the same tech that they use in the mandalorian okay because i figured that'd be stretching it a bit but you basically want to anyway just but, like to uh, I, i'm just i'm just saying we're you know this could be projected <laughs> or we could you know use that mando tech um that should have gone first. Then I could have wowed everybody with that. <laughs> everybody wants to use that for everything now, though. Is the thing. Um, so you're you're in this uh, you're in this boat, and uh, like I said, you go underneath a glacial arch. Uh, by the way, this room is much colder than anything else you've experienced. So it just does help to simulate that. You have cold wind blowing against you. Um, you get spray as a helicopter flies close off to one side and it blows the water up a little bit so you get a little spray blowing over the edge on you. The, the helicopter is uh, looking for, you know, a, a pod of J-pod, I guess, of killer whales. <laughs> and, <laughs> this, no, this would be like Y-pod because we're at the other end of the... Uh, it's uh, K-pod. It's well, K-pod. there was J, K, and L-pod in the Pacific Northwest, so I'm just saying. Well, then it's this is yeah this is this is fucking F pod, 
Like F Troop? It's F Troop. You'll be able to smell the salt <laughs> in the air and feel a cheer, a chill as the air, the wind blows against you. Um, now you'll come up to where the Leopard Seal Island is and you can see them basking. And uh, by the way, I'm going, I'm taking uh, a note from the much beloved attraction, uh, the OK Movie Ride. Um, and we're going to have an actual uh, cast member running the boat here, mostly to make sure you stay safe and seated and buckled in and everything, but also to give you knowledge as, you, as you're going around. So also it could be like Jungle Cruise, I guess, or Kilimanjaro Safari, but whatever. Uh, you, you, you get to Leopard Seal Island, and you get some details and some knowledge about the Leopard Seals and stuff like that. Um, you find uh, the group you're looking for. You get a count on them like you were supposed to. You take and pop, uh, you know, uh, inventory on horny leopard seals. And then you head back to the ship. Uh, but you kind of make a circuitous route through the through the icebergs and ice floats that are out there in front of you. And, you know, you get to see an albatross flying overhead with the, you know, huge wingspan and the passing of uh, a large iceberg off in the distance. Uh, as you approach it, you see Emperor Penguins... Iceberg, Pink- dead ahead. Dead ahead. You see Emperor <laughs> Penguins leaping out of the, the water and onto that uh, floating <laughs> island of ice right before a killer whale follows them and leaps up on top of it trying to, you know, get a snacky snack. Um, he slides about halfway up there before just kind of thrashing around and turning back and falling back into the ocean. Uh without his dinner the, the the guide turns the boat back on course to the uh to the ship and as you speed along you see other orcas breaching uh the water off in the distance and then up close just probably about six seven feet away from uh, the side hole you see an actual uh i don't want to call it a puppet but a practical model of a dorsal fin that comes up out of the water comes up just high enough where you can see it raise up and as it goes back down, yeah, there's a, a, a blast of, of mist as the orca, you know, poof, as whales do. And um, it goes back underwater with a splash and a slight rock of the boat. A moment later, you arrive back at the research vessel. You walk back up the short little ramp and inside where you exit through the gift shop, as one does. Now, that's my, my attraction. Now, I, I will have two wilderness explorer locations here in this uh, particular land. Uh, one, I, I, I hope that you can learn about elephant seals, specifically the differences between the northern and southern elephant seals of Antarctica. But also, you can learn about uh, a couple of explorers, um, Roald Amundsen and Robert Falcon Scott. They kind of raced each other to the Antarctic in the uh, from like December 1911 to first week January 1912. There's like a five-week difference between when they got to the North Pole. Uh, Spoiler alert, Rold got there first. Now, I will have a quick serve and a table service in this uh, land. Uh, The quick serve is going to be located inside the Southern Horizon the big cargo ship and it's going to be called Falcon's Galley and it's named after Robert Falcon Scott like I said he got to Antarctica first but he didn't make it to the South Pole until five weeks after Roald Amundsen and then he died because someone couldn't follow directions and he literally died 12 miles away from shelter while he was trying to get back from the North Pole oh that fucking sucks the 
he had a meeting with the captain with the, the the head of his sled dogs and there was a miscommunication he was his whole group died 12 miles away <gasps> that's fucked up so un, because of the uh, utter failure of his attempt at getting to the North Pole, it overshadowed the fact that Roald Amundsen actually made it there with no problems. <laughs> well, the trick. Well, he made it there. He just didn't make it back. No, no, Roald made it there and back, no problems. It was Robert Falcon Scott who got there and then got lost. And 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 then just just you know he 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 got ninety eight percent and then his uh, Wi Fi disconnected during his download. That's kind of <laughs> what happened there. So at um, and Falcon's Galley, uh, he had an iPhone six with a bad battery. That's what it is. <laughs> that's my work phone. IPhone 6 with a bad battery. You're gonna get basic um, galley slash just you know basic quick service. You got I, I, I'm putting in fish sandwiches because that seems like something you'd probably find in a galley of a ship on the Antarctic. Just a breaded fish sandwich. You have burgers, some clam chowder. Crab cakes, tuna salad, chicken nuggets, fried white fish with French fries, fish and chips. That's a thing, New Zealand. Uh, I'm going to have some beers here. You're going to have Pangea, which is actually by Dogfish Head. Uh, it's actually um, it's brewed with a few drops of uh, ice melt from an Antarctic glacier. They actually had someone send them an Antarctic glacier, and it melts down, and they put a little bit in every batch of Pangea they brew. And then you'll have some uh, brews and ciders local to a New Zealand microbrewery called Monteith's. Since, you know, they owns it. I did do that research, Adam. Do the alcohol research. <laughs> yep. My table service will be Amundsen's Landing. <clears throat> Obviously named after the survivor. And it's going to be a bit uh, a nice sit-down type of uh, thing. A nice selection of seafood offerings. There's going to be some steak. There's going to be some lamb. Uh, signature signature drink here will be the Omru. Nope, there's a lot of letters in this. So give me a second. <laughs> you see, this is why I was also stayed away from a lot of the words that I can't use. It is the Omeruvian whiskey, old-fashioned. Which is uh, a basic old-fashioned, but it's made with a single malt whiskey from Dunedin, New Zealand. And then you'll also have some New Zealand and Australian wines. Um, if I misspelled any, if I mispronounced anything, I will let Ebony Hines correct me. Hopefully, mm. she's had some of this. Uh, now, in addition to do uh, quick service and table service, there is an actual bar going to be located here as well. It's going to be inside of a repurposed circular oil tank um, just located near like the old fuel depot and it's going to be called the Fairwinds Pub and in Merc in McMurdo Station they actually have had several pubs over the years but one of the most popular ones is uh, a pub called Gallagher's Pub it's got a loyal following it's got a Facebook page even and it was created and ran by a guy named Chuck Gallagher. So in his honor, this pub will be a traditional Antarctic-style pub and have lots of old photos from explorers and scientists and also uh, just, just like an homage to Chuck Gallagher on one wall and have lots of just really um, authentically antiqued Items hanging on the the walls that you would normally, you know, just I don't I don't I don't know what you would find 
in an Antarctic expedition place. Probably skis and snowshoes, maybe a knife, shovel. Any, any exploding watermelons? No, not that Gallagher. <laughs> that I'm lying. Um, fun fact: I just I actually learned uh, Chuck Gallagher's grandson, who runs the Gallagher's Pub Facebook page, lives somewhere here in Arkansas. I'm going to look his ass up. <laughs> God. I, hey, listen. Um, so as far as what they offer here, I want it to feel like an authentic kind of explorer hangout. And it's going to have lots of uh, just your basic cheap kind of beer and hard liquors uh, that you would you would normally expect to see down there. Now, also to continue on tradition, there's going to be a once a year event that takes place in the land here in Antarctica in the Rurf. The Ross Island so this Research is, but Facility. But this is Disney, so it'll take place six months out of nope, the year. Nope, nope. This is only going to be once a year. <clears throat> because there's some cast member um, planning and involvement that has to go on to it. So on, on the actual island, the different research uh, groups and scientific groups, they um, theme their own pop-up pubs for a pub crawl through the... The, the little the little city there through the uh, through McMurdoch, and I thought it would be fun to have the different groups do that with a one night kind of pop up pub crawl, where the different areas theme or the different science groups theme a, a small little pop up pub uh, to their genre of of research and stuff like that. Um, so it would kind of be like food and wine, but, but it would be it'd be just for day. Watching some videos of these guys during the during the pub crawl, it's it's on a whole different level. Like they they do some like basic theming, you know, like um, enchanted under the sea or whatever it was on Back to the Future. But then some of them go so far as to get in, you have to run down a hallway, you have to run down a fifty foot hallway with 40 feet of bungee cord attached to you, get through the door, and the drink you grab is what you get served. The closest drink is truly... The, uh, the other drinks further back are a lot nicer. <laughs> a lot of people only made it to the Trulies. I just see myself... It's not so much getting to the door, it's what happens after I grab my drink that I'm more concerned about. You go back to the door quickly. Yeah, okay. Typically yeah, no, you on see... your stomach... That's yeah. No, this is drink is flying out of hand. Is usually how no, that's. No, <laughs> I, I think the drinks are. It, it, it's like you know grabbing an empty video cassette box at Blockbuster. Okay. Because yeah, I'm hurting somebody with the drink I'm grabbing. Is what because that's flying out of my hand. <laughs> no, uh, obviously for insurance purposes we can't replicate that. But I thought it would be fun to have the the whole pub crawl uh, aspect. But just on this, they, they do it once a year. On uh, on the island or on, on at McMurdoch, and I thought that'd be fun to try to try to do here once a year. I don't know, maybe maybe it'd be like a hard ticket event, but I think it'd be tough to do that for just one area of the park. I don't know. It does sound like fun though, a lot of fun, and and that's uh, that's my RERF, the Ross Island Research Facility. Sounds good, <laughs> even if it isn't owned by America. <laughs> Brought to you no, uh, by New Zealand and Hobbiton. No, I just got confused when you said mail. I'm like, well, where the fuck are they mailing from? Because there's no, like, real U.S. stuff there. That's why you get that civilian in a helicopter. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, Adam. 
Take Tim and I someplace cold. It's it's hot. I did. N I was not able to pronounce a lot of the things that I looked up for mine. So oh. I didn't create names for a lot of my I things. I hope you went to my plan B. <laughs> I hope this is my plan B. I actually went to Greenland. I guess that's my plan B. Keep going! <laughs> so, the first thing I actually chose, and I really like the whole experience of the walkthroughs, when you're kind of walking through and you're seeing all the different animals that are from that particular area. So I'm going to have a wildlife walkthrough area, and I'm going to have some caribou, which are basically reindeer. I'm going to have arctic foxes, because they're cool looking. Um, a musk ox. I'm going to have the bird area as well. And there's a lot of birds that actually come to and from Greenland. Greenland is one of the only places still left in the world that there are more animals than humans. And I, I find that kind of cool. But... We're going to have a snow bunting, a northern weeder, Atlantic puffins, because who doesn't like a puffin? I like puffins. Um, a northern fulmar and a black, yeah, and then it gets really complicated to pronounce some of these bird names. I'm not going to do it. But yeah, I just thought it was a cool idea to just have another little walkthrough. Like, we have the Africa and the Maharaja jungle track. I think this would be cool to kind of try to see some of these animals in their natural ish area ideally i don't know if this is actual doable because of its florida but i would love to have some polar bears you could do them indoors and, with some serious air conditioning i mean i'm sure if disney if there's a way to do that i would love to see disney take that on but just like like i said you couldn't really do a like a trek or a wildlife thing it would have to be something somewhat quasi indoors so that the animals are comfortable um, my restaurant that I chose is the sit-down restaurant, and it's going to be basically seafood, because that's really what they eat. That's all three of us, really. Yeah, but, I mean, the fish that are popular in this area are the Arctic char, redfish, cod, trout, snow crab, shrimp and prawns, and they have lumpfish, where they actually have something that's Greenlandic caviar. And it's supposed to be these little red pearls, which... I'm down for any kind of caviar. I would also like to get Greenland um, salmon, but they don't typically export it, so I don't know if that's actually doable or not. Meat would be lamb, because that's really all they really have there is lamb. They don't really have cows and stuff like that. They um, got reindeer. Yeah, but I don't know what kind of meat. I don't. I never had caribou. Than people. <laughs> I don't know if you eat them. <laughs> hey, I'm sure somewhere on the planet they do. <clears throat> the Laplanders do. Um, now, the really cool thing that I discovered a lot about Greenland is that a lot of the villages are not even connected by roads. So you actually have to like either trek through forests or go by boat to get sort of like how a lot of Alaska is where you cannot get there from here by driving. You have to figure out another way to get there, which was kind of cool. So I'd kind of have as wild as I can get it, but not wild to the point that you like you actually can't pass through it. Um, see, now this is where it gets a little weird because I would like to have some mountains. And in the mountains, I'm gonna, I want to build a bar. 
but you're gonna have to walk in and you're gonna have to put a jacket on because it's i want an igloo bar almost <laughs> i've seen those okay, exactly like, those like they're bars? gimmicky mm -hmm. yeah i want an ice bar um simulated um, they ice. actually have and it's basically greenland is part of um dutch so they have a danish vodka that i would love to get on board and kind of support the ice bar a little bit and it's danzica or however you say it there's a z involved and i would love to do like feature their vodka in there because it, it's a specialty vodka for them and then outside on the other side of the mountain i'd have a little like shack kind of thing which would serve scandinavian coffee um some beer for, featuring from Carlsberg and Turbog, which are the big beers out of there. And of course, we're going to have Aquavit. Because he can't get into Epcot anymore. <laughs> and I haven't, been see, I haven't really seen people complaining about it. I wanted to try it. We went in and asked for it, and they won't give it to us. It was very disappointed. Um, so that that's basically, it's a lot of Denmark alcohols, because Greenland is not that populated. My idea for an attraction for this area would have been dueling snowmobile coasters. So this way you can kind of get on a snowmobile vehicle, like vehicle shape, and sort of like how it looks like the Tron cycles are going to wind up. So it's sort of like a line of snowmobiles, and you'll be racing against another coaster. Now, through these coasters, you're going to pass through areas. You'll see like animatronics with dog sleds. And just outdoor animatronics, because dog sledding is huge out there. Is it brought there by the Ngunkwits, I think. I it was a little confusing because there was a when I was doing my research on Greenland, there was almost a few years where there was no population at all. People just died out over there because of the small ice age that we had. Um, you're gonna pass by skiers on the mountains. You're also gonna have a chance to get relatively close to some glaciers. Of course, they're gonna be artificially created, but it took my eyes when I went to Alaska to realize that what I think of a glacier is not really a glacier. Uh, what I think of an iceberg for some reason is what I think of a glacier. And it, it's just, it, it, it's a totally different kind of thing if you're not really educated on it to realize what an actual glacier looks like. Get off the ride, of course, you pass through a gift shop, like everyone does. I am also going to have, like Mikey said, the... Res rescue rangers, I want to call them, and that's not right. <laughs> the wilderness Jesus. explorers. The wilderness explorers. Chip and Dale figured I, out. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to have the wilderness explorers there because we're losing a lot of the glaciers due to global warming and all this other stuff, and I think it would be a good time to explain the animals that we might lose. The whole point of the seas rising because of the glacier melt. And it's just, I, I think that's an important message that's missed a lot. Unless you're like big into the weather channel, which is all we have on at work sometimes. But it's, it's just an important thing that we don't really talk about too much is what the glaciers actually mean. What, how, what kind of life they support and where's all this water and space going to go. And ideally, I would love to have a kind of a demonstration of how glacier melt works. Because it's not that it just melts and it drops into the ocean. The reason why it breaks off, how it breaks off is water actually, the warm water actually gets underneath the glacier shelf 
and creates a pocket where it starts melting away and that pocket gets bigger and bigger and that's what breaks the glacier off. So it's glaciers are melting from the bottom up. Yes. And then what happens is once there once there's a cavity pretty much that fills up with warm enough water, that's what actually causes the break. The weight causes it to just mm-hmm. fall off into the uh oceans. And I don't really think a lot of people know that. <clears throat> Because I sure the hell didn't. I didn't until you just broke it down like that. So I, I but I, I, I think as a kid that would have interest me, especially if I can do some sort of demonstration on what it looks like. My ultimate thing, and I have no how the hell I would do this. I want a nighttime show. I want it sort of like the Tree of Life, where it's not, necess- not necessarily scheduled to go off at any particular time, where it's a little bit more on the random side. Oh, I can't wait for the next part you're going to say, because I want to know how the fuck you're going to do this, too. Northern Lights. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you're going you're gonna to strip down all the green lasers from Voyage Little Mermaid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, better use for Artificial smoke, or I, I don't know how. Well, this they use that in the, in the show as well. I think. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you can do it. There's ways to do it with netting, and like gauzy netting, where you can actually shine the light down on the netting. I mean, there's there's theater ways you can produce it, but I, I think that would bring a whole new layer to this a little bit, especially if you're able to ride the snowmobile coaster while the northern lights are going off above it. <laughs> yeah. Why are you chuckling at me? No, no, <laughs> because I was riding the snowmobile coaster while the northern lights were going off above it. That's why I was chuckling at him. I, I, it's just... It's an area that we don't talk much about. It, it's not... Because there's not much population. There's a lot of... Intuit? How do you say it, Tim? Inuit. Inuit. Inuit history there. That you can get into if it's something that you really want to deep dive and like really create something truly interesting with backstory. But it, it's also still civilized enough where you have a, a thriving civilization there at this point. Where you have farmers, where you have major restaurants, and it, it's becoming a tourist area. Because it's been so untouched for so long. When you started... Yeah. I got all excited, but I got my Greenland and my Iceland mixed up. Because my my plan B was going to be something in Iceland, which is okay. green. But you're in Greenland, which, which is, is ice. ice, which is icy. Yeah. I I was I was I was waiting for you to drop the Reykjavik, but I was. I mean, I I love <laughs> the vodka. Not gonna lie, I have a bottle downstairs. But it's just again, we know Greenland. Uh, Iceland is just it's the biggest island in the world and it is it's an island it's it there's nothing there it's not connected to another piece of land but we don't think about it they're lucky (laughs) (laughs) but if we if the climate change keeps on happening the biodiversity that's there is going to go away yeah and that's the link with Animal Kingdom to kind of bring recognition to this area and bring kind of like that interest into the life around it and the life it supports. 
And that's my story and I'm sticking to it. I didn't have much because there's really not much there. It's a lot of touring of glaciers. It's something that I would personally like to go and visit. Just to see it. 2022, let's do it. I'm down. (laughs) Of course you are. Don't. Don't. I'm an experienced junkie. That's one thing. If there's something that I can do that not many people have done. Fuck, I ran a marathon. They have a marathon there. (laughs) All right. You. Whoa. (laughs) Fucking whoa. It's a half marathon, I thought. (laughs) No, it's actually a full marathon. So, you know. <laughs> Three sheets to the finish line. I think we should get on that. Yeah. No, <laughs> but I mean, it, it's just. I I think we we miss out like on the plight of a lot of this, like the plight of the. We all know about the polar bears, but there's other wildlife that we will miss out on if we keep on doing what we're doing. And I think that was the whole plan of the park to begin with is to bring conservation efforts in and to open our eyes that we don't necessarily see. I mean, they have a whole area in Greenland called the National Park, and it's not really a national park. It's just park. Well, I mean, it's not an international park (laughs) because it's an island, so they ain't wrong. True. I mean, for that, it's a city park probably, but, you know, it's, it's their park. It's got a no, s- it's it's a good yeah. I don't, yeah, I was gonna say it's probably as big as a city park. Yeah, it's about three quarters of the island. It's <laughs> a county, <laughs> a large county. It's a borough. Maybe less. Maybe a little bit less. It's a good quarter, at least a quarter of the island. It, probably more because of the way it's shaped. I think if Animal Kingdom's done anything right, it's it's made you think we need more of less. Does that make sense to say it that way? 100%. Yeah, I get it. It makes... But this, that's why I find this important. It's its a double-edged sword that, you know, Greenland is becoming a more touristy Warm. spot because people want to well, go there because no one's been going there. But now... I mean, I don't want to sound hipster when I say it, but it's just like... No, it, it's, it kinda, it's, it is a hipster, it's a hipster thing. I don't think people are traveling as much. It's not like a tourist hot spot, but it, it's more adventure tourism. So, you know... Like, there are trips you can take... Like, I looked up trips you can take to Antarctica. Yeah, I saw them as well. But, I mean, it's adventure tourism at that point. It, it's not some. It's off the beaten path. It's not something that the average person's going to go visit. You can go to this uh, ice station, McMurdo, and you can volunteer and work there for cheap pay, but hell of an experience. Well, that's a lot of Alaska is. Yeah. Oh, man, I, I am I am in agreement on with, with, with everything on this episode that Animal Kingdom needs something a little bit more cold and, and just where it's geographically located. I know they can't make it cold if you're outside, and if you do everything inside, it's not as much fun, but I mean... And I see Disney's side of it a little bit, I guess, in, in that they're working with what they've got, and they've got a very warm climate there in, in Florida. So everything being uh, tropical and desert and stuff like that, it, it works for the Imagineering and what they're going for. I get it, and I really do, but 
there are other animals that we need to look at. There's other areas of the world that we need to help save. And I think we're... And the Animal Kingdom message is slowly getting lost. With areas like Pandora. And I get how they shoehorned it in with the uh, unobtainium. And I, I, I kind of understand where they were going with that. But there's no... Again, I, there's no education piece for me for Pandora at all. No. You, you have cast members that know a bunch of stuff about a fictional land, okay? It, you exactly. could just as I mean, that's like asking, you know, someone who's who's big into Lord of the Rings to talk to you about Rohan. True. You know, and and that's that that that's what you get in Pandora. Does it sell the location you're in? 100%. But you know, you're right in that a lot of what Animal Kingdom was supposed to be uh, about when it started was conservation, education, the world around you, something tangible. And, you know, for all of its tech and, uh, you know, everything that's amazing in Pandora with Flight of Passage and, and the Shaman at Not Your Journey, you're, you're, not, you're not getting that sense of, uh, you know ecology and 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 stuff there because it's it's not tangible it's like that's a cool looking plant it's not it's e fake you know it's fake when you look at it, it, it that that's exact it's not even that it's fake it you're going there to be taking off the planet yeah i mean even if it's real it's still not here yeah, there's a parallel, there's not... a, like with the movie, there's a parallel that you can make for what's going on on this planet is what was going on. With fracking, yes. Well, just, because just basically just a, that's... Exploiting all the resources of the planet, I mean, not just fracking. But this is not, this is not even exploiting a resource, in, this, in my opinion. This is just stuff that, this is conservation that we're not doing. I mean, if I, uh, yes, I understand the, the paper strokes suck, but at the same token, look at the reason behind it. And really think about the reason behind it. And I, I don't understand how you couldn't be on board with that kind of message. Of course, part of it is corporate greed. But part of it is also having a turtle without a straw up its nose. But uh, I, I just, like I said, I, I understand, yes, tigers are awesome to look at. All these, all these animals are important to be saved, but we don't hear so much about the the animals in these colder regions that are losing their they're losing as much as every all the other animals are, it's, if not more. It's not an attractive climate. Like no. it doesn't it doesn't lend well for Instagram and stuff like that. You know, it's just. Because it's cold, you gotta bundle up. You gotta travel a long way to get. I mean, granted, you gotta travel a long way to get the tigers. I, you know, I, I get that, but it's 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 tempid. It's hot. It, it's what people think of when they go on vacation. I think I think the the biggest thing of it is that it's a logistical problem to recreate this climate for 
zoos and things of that nature and you don't see as much of it because it you know if you're in an area where it's warm it's easy to put any animal out there but for something like this it has to be air conditioned you got to make it indoors basically and it's i think logistically you don't you see, see but it I as can, often. i'm gonna argue with you with that because what aquarium doesn't have penguins not all penguins need cold water i'm talking about emperor penguins um I mean, I you recreate literally underworld worlds for these be for for fish to swim in. No, I you are correct. We have in Georgia, you actually have the biggest whales known to man in a tank. I would say that for Disney and their and their want to theme an area and make it look seamless, that's probably where the the you know it, it doesn't it doesn't blend over it doesn't cross over well because you've got just imagineers wanting to make it blend seamlessly from 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 one land to the next and stuff like that and then you decide to Star make Wars everything lands. well there's 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 a wall and you walk through there's a, a gate. way there, but there are ways to do it i think that's a cop out i know i agree i agree that it's a cop out i'm but i mean if i can think of any reason why they would say i don't want to mess with that then logistically Hide it behind some fake mountains <laughs> we can literally make mountains fly in them to give an illusion that they're literally floating with with a waterfall that comes from nowhere exactly there there when there's a will there's a way especially when you have some of the most talented and smartest designers and engineers behind your company I challenge you, Joe Rody, give us something cold. Mm-hmm. I agree. In Animal Kingdom. You gave us some Tibet, but I mean just the tip. Like literally just the tip of it's all that's cold, all right? Um, take us someplace amazing. That's not... Transport us again. Yeah, that, someplace that's not where everybody wants to go and that they're comfortable with. I mean, I, I I don't know, like, y'all know we went on the Alaska cruise. Nobody asked the first questions out of everybody's mouth when we told them we went on an Alaska cruise. Was it cold? Not what did we see? Not what was the experience like? The first question every time I was told I went to Alaska, was it cold? What does that tell you? I mean, if I answer that, I'll get in trouble. People is stupid. That's my answer, okay? <laughs> because that doesn't make it any wasn't. damn sense. It doesn't make any damn but it sense. Wasn't. I, I, I am I, personally, I am educated on the Alaskas a little bit. I understand the climate in the Alaskas. They have seasons, but they have a lot more than weather. They have so much more than weather that you guys saw, and I've asked you about. And mm-hmm. that's the reason I want to go on it. And the an Alaskan, well, right now, any cruise will do. But an Alaskan cruise, just because, God, there's, 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 there's just so much up there. And I still say we haven't seen maybe a quarter of it. Not even. I mean, we saw a very small piece. Mm-hmm. So much more in Alaska to see. And and nobody wants uh, because is it cold there? I don't want to go there because it's cold. I want to go on vacation someplace where it's where it's warm and 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 the water and the sand and it, well then cool for you. But 
you know what? We're losing the cold places. Because we need the cold places to offset the hot places. And I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. And we don't have enough of them. Because, because the thing about with Greenland, it's cold without having to go, you know, 10,000 feet above sea level. Mm-hmm. Here in, in, you know, the contiguous, you have to go to Colorado and, and then go vertical to get to cold in and even April. Colorado's getting warmer yeah, like in April you know and, and I remember uh, you know kids would always go to Colorado on spring break to go skiing and I'm thinking it's March what are you doing skiing it's like 80 degrees here how's it you know uh, we all have opinions on what we should put for cold Pop-Pop's gonna post a poll correct Pop-Pop probably Allegedly. 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 <laughs> a better question. I'm going to throw it to y'all. On this poll, if you think we missed something, or if you want to see something that we didn't mention, let's hear your responses. The poll will be locked to our answers, but maybe the one who gets the most likes, we can make that an option, I think. We have the technology. We just don't want to spend a lot of money. <laughs> no. Fair enough. We don't have a lot to spend. <laughs> We have no budget on this show. <laughs> but as we wrap up for this evening recording festivities, I'm going to throw it to Mikey because he never goes for the closing remarks. I do when I've been drinking, and I've been drinking tonight. <laughs> we Imagineer stuff all the time. Park. Rides go out of date. Areas need TLC. And um, sometimes we, we just, we just you know, we have an idea for something and we want to roll with it. But I really, truly, in my heart of hearts, after doing this episode, I think as, as, as great as we thought Animal Kingdom was, you know, I, I know first it started out as a half-day park. And then when Pandora showed up, it was like, well, it's a full-day park now. It, it, and, and we raved on it for like a year and a half. It just, you know, thinking about it from this you know, different point of view from a different perspective, like they talk about in, you know, Big Hero 6. Um, I think that this is missing something to focus on the, the, the cold climates, whether it's Antarctica, the Pacific Northwest, or even, you know, Greenland. Just we have natural resources that are going away and there, there is life there that you know we just we just forget about because you know august is shark week on discovery and nobody really gives two shits about the penguins unless the orcas are eating them so well well here's the thing though penguins go away orcas go away yeah no well i mean that's orcas can still eat the leopard seals but i i get what you're saying leopard seals but this is what i'm saying go away leopard seals go away orcas go away that's how it goes that's that's the chain. chain yeah that's the uh, to cir- the circle of life, even. Uh, you know what? To, to use a term that gets thrown around <laughs> a lot right now in uh, in this media world, that's the supply chain. True story. So, I I would I would absolutely love to see whether it's my vision, Tim's vision, or Adam's vision. Any of this would be great to see thrown into uh, Animal Kingdom. Um, and, and, and I, uh, 
I approve this message. There you go. Tim, what you got for us? I'm going to add on to Mikey's uh, conservation aspect of it to say that even just representation, I mean, most zoos and, and aquariums around the world have representation from all over the world. And that's the one thing that Animal Kingdom, I think, is lacking in what they represent. So adding some cold climate areas to the park, I think, will help round that out some more. And give a pure representation of what this planet is. It is round. I mean, it yes. I mean, for me, we have a lot of the beauty with the animals in the animal kingdom. We have the majestic of it. We got that down. But as much beauty as there is in heat, there is beauty in cold too. And we might not be able to see everything that these things produce, but if, if you take a look at an Arctic fox, they're kind of cute. If you look up uh, a white hare, or Arctic hare, they're these white, fluffy, fluffy rabbits. It, it, it's just, they're, they we're, we're, we're losing something here, and it, it's just that disconnect because it's cold. It, it's not the same. Cold doesn't always mean bad. Cold is, is actually beautiful. And everyone thinks it's just solid mm-hmm. white because it's snow. But there are shades of blue. And 100%. Like for, for Tim's vision, there are so many shades of green. I mean, cold is, is not just stark white and, and without emotion. It is there there's so much more to cold climates than than like I said, than than just ice and, and snow. It's But I would I would I would almost challenge somebody to say that cold is not more complex. When you look at an ice crystal, how complex is when you look at a snowflake, that no two snowflakes are exactly the same. The complexity of that in nature is absolutely insane. You're right. It's Animal Kingdom sucks, guys. <laughs> hmm. Fuck this stupid park. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> and on that note, I guess we'll take it to the housekeeping section. So, some bad news or indifferent news. We got some news from the people who are planning the main event that. For BFF or Buffafa or whatever we're calling it, um, there's a chance that we have to cut our list down to 50. There's a chance that there's definitely a very good chance that there are not going to be fireworks. Um, you will need a park ticket and a park reservation to come in. There is absolutely no leeway on either one of those things right now. All that being said, we have decided as a group to issue refunds for those who just are not comfortable coming down at this time. We understand there's no hard feelings. This was not our decision at all. And we understand it was not comfortable to make this announcement. But just know we, we did our best and this is just the state of the world right now. That being said... We will look forward. If you do want to hang on, we're going to have a set date. We don't have the date where we have to make a decision. 
as of right now. Um, like I said, it, it is cut down to 50 people at most because it's considered a private party. Yeah, that's Osceola that's County they... laws. That's where Epcot is, is in Osceola County, so that's their rules. Right. We don't know what's going to happen in the next, what, four months? Yeah. yeah. So all this could be lifted by that, but there's no guarantee, and that's why we're offering the full refund at this point. Sucks. Um, we still are going to be down there. We will still try to meet up and hang out with as many of you as we can. It just won't be... It might not be this big official sheet up like we wanted. Somebody say something. <laughs> I'm a little bit clipped. I'll go next. Oh, I already went. I can't. I went. Can. I can't. I can't go next. I've no, said you my can piece. Because this sucked. I didn't want to have to make this Listen, announcement. So. Whether or not this this goes down, it is still going to be food and wine, and I'm still going to be down there. I've got my park ticket, my reservation for that day. So uh, find me. I I'll probably be double host, fisting tipsy ducks in love. I think all the hosts at this point, and a majority of us, do have a park ticket and a park reservation for that day. So. Keep an eye on the page. Even if this event doesn't happen, I'm sure we'll meet most of you at some point through Epcot. Yeah, they can't stop us from just gathering on yeah. our own. Oh, we just can't organize. Can. We just can't be organized. Well, we closed the episode, and then I had to drop my bad news. So, Mikey, take us home. Okay, I'm going to drop some bad news. We don't know what's going on with the fishing thing right now either. So that's a thing for, like, 25 people. But... <laughs> Yeah, there's a good chance that they are going to release the reservations again and on 60 days out. But then that also means we got to scramble to try and get all the same boats again. We, we have a plan in motion. Yeah. that There is actually a board of directors for all you fisher people. Uh, so uh, fret not. I have the top minds on this. Um, all right, since you brought up fishing, um, we did reach out to Art Smith's homecoming. We sent emails. We've left voicemails. They're not calling us back. So the alternate might be just kind of taking our drunk butts to downtown Di- to downtown Disney because I'm still calling it downtown Disney and just seeing what we debauchery we can get into down there. All of it. Exactly. We had some good news. We had some... No, no, we didn't have any good news. We had some news. We talked about Animal Kingdom. We all think it's hot as balls outside, no matter where you are in the nation. So, ever you know, listen, just just get a cold drinks and, and and enjoy some time before we get a chance to hang out. And, and when we do hang out, know that when you hear me say this isn't goodbye, see you real soon. That I mean that we will be seeing you real soon. So good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. And thank you. Okay. I love you, Mom, for me. Okay? I really love you, 
this wall. Come on, I believe in you, Willie. You can do it. You can be free. Come on, you can jump it. 